kind of forget the why of, of what this is all about. I, I would never, you know, want to say that pastors have lost vision because that's typically not the case. But but what used to drive us, or you know, the why of our church, kind of gets lost in, uh, you know, maybe maybe in success. Welcome back to Charisma Connection. I'm Jocelyn, and today I'm here with Dr. Mike Clarensall of Southwestern Assemblies of God University. Welcome to the show, Dr. Mike. Thank you very much. We are so excited to have you here as you talk about your university and church leadership and just the way that we can continue to grow the church today. Sound good? Sounds great. All right. First things first is like we've had church leadership, you know, since Jesus came and started the body of Christ 2,000 years ago. But what makes it different today in the 21st century? Well, there's just been a lot of things that uh, have have changed in the whole arena of leadership in the local church. You know, some people perceive the church as resistant to change or struggling with change, but but the truth is there's just a great deal of change pressure, particularly on the local church leader today. And I think that kind of starts with um, there was really a time where I think there was greater congruity Mm -hmm. than we have today, meaning that uh, what it meant to lead in one church was quite similar to what it would mean to lead in another local congregation. But that's really changed radically in, in, in just the last few years. And Part of that, I mean, there are a number of reasons, but I think part of that stems from as church sizes are are growing Mm -hmm. larger, the gap between big and small uh, has become so significant that leading in one is really completely different than the other. Uh, Some folks kind of feel like leading in the large church ought to just be like leading in the small church, except on steroids, perhaps. But but the truth of the matter is that it's, it's requires a completely different skill set and uh, and different approach to life. There are additionally a number of different models being used, leadership models that have been developed that are being used in various settings. Vision and growth have become really the path forward for the local church. Frankly, our essential view, even of what a pastor is, has undergone some radical transformation over the last 50, 60 years. I'd agree with that. Yeah, and you know, when you add the collision course that baby boomer values and millennial values seem to be uh, rapidly approaching, uh, that brings uh, certainly a challenge to local church leadership. And on top of all that is the demographic shuffling mm-hmm. that's happening all across the nation. So, you know, those changes have to be navigated. So, you know, you could almost end up wondering if there is any part of local church leadership that isn't undergoing radical change. And that, of course, puts a great deal of pressure on on leaders uh, today who are trying to engage that task. I completely understand what you're saying. I actually grew up as a pastor's kid, and even now my father is transitioning into a senior role in leadership in the denomination. And after I've graduated and gone to college and come back down to Florida, I'm even like trying to find new churches and see what it's like. And what I've noticed is that from the churches I've visited, they seem to have really plateaued, or even churches I go back to, they seem to have declined in membership. Why do you think that is? Well, uh, in recent years, I had the opportunity to lead the uh, Assemblies of God national effort in church health and revitalization before coming here to Southwestern. And what we learned there, our research demonstrated to us that, that the, really the primary, or at least I, I should say the main controllable factor in churches plateauing and declining tends to be lost vision in the pew. Mm. Essentially, people kind of forget the why of what this is all about. I, I would never, you know, want to say that pastors have lost vision because that's typically not the case. But, 
but what used to drive us or, you know, the why of our church kind of gets lost in, uh, you know, maybe maybe in success. You know, maybe we become the church of our dreams or we think mm. we've arrived or, or a number of these things. And so lost vision in the pew really becomes the, uh, the catalyst that leads to plateau. And then ultimately that lack of vision causes us to turn inward. And uh, so inward focus we would typically label as mm. the most controllable cause of, of decline in the church. And uh, outward focus is clearly the catalyst for church health, and, because uh, when sorry, we maintain an outward focus on our community, on our mission, on the world around us, well, that keeps the congregation focused on its mission. It, it honestly helps us ask the, the best questions. Um, in fact, I've, I really have come to believe that you know, a church turning things around or being a healthy church isn't so much about finding answers as it is about figuring out what are the right questions we should be asking. And Outward Focus does that, and, and it really keeps our sense of God's kingdom on target. You know, the way Jesus set Absolutely. this up is that his kingdom is about him and them. You know, mm-hmm. love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. In fact, by loving others, I'm demonstrating love for God. It, everybody's in that equation, really, except me. The focus <laughs> of that is, is, is Christ through worship. The focus of that is others through love and outreach and when we do that, Jesus promises to take care of us. You know, the whole seek first my kingdom, and then I will, you know, provide that, that that you seem to be worried about. And so, outward focus really keeps us on track with being the church, and uh, and certainly brings the blessing of God as we maintain mm-hmm. our focus on His mission. I love that um, you mentioned that, like doing outreach and stuff like that is a way that we can be outward focused. But what would you say for like smaller churches that wouldn't necessarily have resources to go out into the community? How can they turn their church around? Well, I, I think that that outward focus has to be personal. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, certainly there are some corporate expressions of that, you know, doing things together. But, but the truth is how we live Monday to Saturday. You know, do we see ourselves on mission? Do we, do we see, you know, Monday to Saturday as the power moments of the church? You know, I, I've come to believe that if Sunday is the most significant day for a church, then that church might not be healthy because what Ain't should that the be truth? most significant is Monday to Saturday. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Sunday is the, is the chance for us to gather up what's been going on all week long and for people we've connected with maybe to follow us back to worship with our friends. But but if, if Sunday is the limit of the church's ministry, then we're, we're probably not really being the church uh, the way that, that Christ would, would want us to be. Mm. You know, there, there certainly are also some things that are less controllable, other factors to plateau and decline, like, you know, shifts in population, communities, losing you know, people, things of that. A lot of churches simply aren't prepared to respond to the things that are happening around them. So those are factors. But I probably could say that outward focus would keep us kind of confronting those factors and maybe put us in a better a better place to respond to them. That is an absolutely excellent point, because I know I'm someone who's always grown up in the church, and I've even noticed in the last five years, I'm like, wait, things are definitely different than they were five, ten years ago, where it seems mm-hmm. like they sped up how fast things were changing. Um, Here at Charisma, we have noticed that like millennials and the Generation Z, they're really starting to catch fire for God. So how could a school like yours, like Southwestern Assemblies of God University, equip these students to go in and address these challenges that face the church today? 
Well, one, one of the ways that we uh, attempt to tackle that is by prioritizing real-life leadership opportunities and encounters alongside of a classroom experience. So it's not simply the classroom environment, but through we have a, a pretty uh, significant internship program. We partner with local churches, get our students out there in the real world of, of ministry opportunity while they're studying. Another way we tackle that is the priority of our faculty. Uh, it's the kind of faculty that are a part of this uh, that simply have to have more than necessary academic degrees. Um, some of us could remember the days when somebody might say, well, you know, those who can do and those who can't teach well. Uh, faculties in schools like ours have to prove that that's absolutely not the case. Mm -hmm. uh, the fact is that the the practical experience, the demonstrated effectiveness in church leadership uh, experiences, and really maintaining a currency with that, um, that's absolutely critical to our ability to be effective. And so, uh, you know, we certainly, among our faculty, looking for the best, the brightest, and the, you know, the ones that have demonstrated effectiveness, not just uh, having completed the necessary academic requirements. And those are often the best professors, the ones who have been there and done that and oh, know absolutely. exactly what they're talking about, and they can build the relationships with the students. Absolutely. And that's that's one of the things in a school like ours that we are able to do, kind of, if you will, the secret sauce of, of this kind of environment is, you know, not not only are we, you know, trying to our best to uh, have ex excellent academic programs, but really the mentoring relationship that's mm -hmm. available uh, with faculty members, with instructors, uh, is, is very much a part of this environment and a big catalyst to setting up our students to be successful. So with such inspiring professors, are you seeing a lot of today's young adults, either at your school or outside of it, that are wanting to pursue careers in the local church leadership? You know, in our environment, I would say yes. Um, certainly, I know there are denominational groups that are that are struggling to find future ministers and things of that nature. But uh, here at Southwestern, uh, you know, we'll be celebrating next year our 90th anniversary of oh, wow. preparing Congrats. pastors, missionaries, other local church leaders. And uh, you know, while certainly we have excellent excellent academic programs throughout our university, church leadership continues to be our most populated program. And uh, you know, there are folks I realize who would come across uh, criticisms of millennials, you know, things like that 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 fly around our culture. <laughs> uh, but I really don't see this generation through those lenses, uh, as you've alluded to. You know, one thing I find in today's young adult is really a passionate desire to make a difference with their life Amen. and to do something meaningful. And so, you know, absolutely being involved in things with the potential for eternal significance, like like church leadership certainly matches very well uh, that value system of many millennials. So we, we do see a great number of very high-quality young people, you know, anxious to engage this opportunity. Oh, I love it so much. Now, I am a post-grad right now, and I'm considering going back to grad school. So mm -hmm. with online programs with schools all across the country, why should a student like me or maybe undergrad students consider a school like yours? Well, I want to answer that. Uh, carefully, because okay. I don't want to be misunderstood, but it really comes down to how prepared do you want to be as a student? Uh, because, like I said, schools like ours are going to provide you with a very strong ministry foundation, with practical experience through the internship opportunities, and with that mentoring connection with professors who've been where you're going. Uh, we, we're going to offer that same reality whether you're on one of our campuses or whether you're, uh, you know, doing our programs through online education. You know, realize there there might be faster or less expensive ways to pursue training in church leadership, but. Our reputation for quality ministry training is, is earned through years of 
pursuing excellence. And so, you know, I would encourage every student get the best possible training that they possibly can. Because, you know, this is a, a complex world to engage as just about any career path would be. And so having the best possible training to me is is definitely the priority over, say, something that, that seems a little quicker um, or, or maybe a little bit less involved. Absolutely. You have actually answered all the questions I have for you. Would you like to add anything else today? Just very grateful for the opportunity to uh, share a little bit with your listeners and uh, just look forward to uh, any, any future that they're planning in the area of church leadership. We are so happy to have you stop by. And as you say goodbye, could you actually pray us out? Absolutely. Absolutely. Father, I thank you today for every individual that is engaged in this particular podcast today, for the things that we've talked about. I just pray your clear direction, your hand upon each one of these individuals. God, whatever questions they might be contemplating, wrestling with, we know that your Holy Spirit is is our guide and provides us that direction. I pray, God, that you would demonstrate that. Thank you for these friends. We just ask your blessing on what's in front of us for your glory in Jesus' name. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.